Welcome back to the Behind the Brand Podcast. I'm your host, Declan Short. This is a show where we talk to the great people behind real brands. And uh, today I have a really awesome guest on. I've been wanting to get him on for a while. Uh, this is my good mate, Dane from Goodlids. What's up, Dane? What's up, bro? Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's good to have you here, bro. Like, um, I've been wanting to do this for ages. Uh, just like, you know, I've had a few podcasts in the past and I'd love to have you on those, but this is like the perfect opportunity because this is like a brand podcast and you have a really cool brand yeah so it's just like it all works out pretty well yeah, yeah. what have you been up to today um probably i've had a i've had a slow morning eh? which is which is quite nice just just walk the dog um grab the coffee uh my 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 car broke down not broke down we're just like i as you know we kind of chatted about cars a little bit i've got a um land road Land Rover Discovery. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just like, I kind of sensed that the battery was, was starting to get a bit low. Oh, shit, yeah. And then bro. last, last night it sort of just died. And, um, oh. so yeah, just had to sort that out this morning, which was, which was all good. Was no ideal, bro. Just like, is that just like a classic disco thing you deal with occasionally or is this how? Yeah. I don't know. Time? I don't know what it is. Hey, eh? like you kind of, I don't know. It's just one of those things that sometimes, yeah, the, I've just found that the battery can can be a little bit temperamental. Yeah, yeah. How um, long you had it for? Uh, I got it in May twenty twenty. So it was just like a a lockdown. Nice. Kind of, is it your first kind of, Land Rover? Yeah, 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 bro. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I actually didn't even. I I I would have rather at the time I would have rather got a Toyota something mm. just because it was like more reliable but hard out the discos yeah. were cheap as really back then. that's so funny because yeah. now they're like so much more <laughs> yeah expensive. i know this is one of those things i yeah i don't know i was i was an i was an accidental early adopter i didn't get it because it was like cool i was yeah. like i i wanted a um i wanted a felton shelter yeah <laughs> and i was like i've got to have the car you know that's i've got to have a four-wheel funny. yeah i was like i've got to have I got to have the four wheel drive. Damn. I had like a Subaru Legacy Shit. at the time, and I was just like, "Nah, I've got to, I've got to be on brand." And I actually remember chatting with um, Joel and Beth uh, about about that, and told them that I got like a brand new car. So Joel and Beth, Beth are the, yeah, are the owners, founders yeah. of, of Felden Shelter, and they were like, "No, that's not. You don't have to have that type yeah, of car yeah, to yeah. be to be part of the family." But you do. Well, no, well, I, it's actually sick though because we went to um massively off topic. We started off topic, but um we I went to field days with them, which is like their sort of big, I guess, networking slash yeah. um selling event, and they have a whole bunch of these amazing, incredible, classic cars, and they you know they had like you know seventy series um Land Rovers, yeah, uh, yeah sorry, sorry, uh, Land Cruisers, I should yeah. say um land rovers you know ford ford rangers but yeah. then they also had this this like toyota corolla with roof racks that's and it felt like felt on top just to show that bro i've seen it a few times yeah. just like around mount eden just like yeah like you said like legacies or whatever like yeah. random just like volkswagens and shit just with the valves and shelter yeah and like it's cool it just looks a little bit out of place to me but i mean yeah. i suppose it's like really handy it's like roof tents right like yeah rooftop tents. yeah it's a rooftop yeah so felt and shelter is a rooftop tent and it's kind of it's very it became very on vogue, I guess, um, at a at a greater scale during lockdown. I I guess because yeah. people could only travel in New Zealand, so yeah. it was like an easier way to access, you know, camping, rah rah yeah. for the two years that we kind of couldn't go traveling overseas, and people yeah. had that money, and it just I don't know, it just made sense. And it's funny though because you do start to like associate Felden Shelter with like 
you know, like old Land Cruisers, old Land Rovers, yeah. like just seeing them on the road and like the way they portray themselves on Instagram and stuff. Yeah. It's quite cool. <laughs> yeah. But I, I feel like Goodlids is also kind of a brand that you portray with that kind of lifestyle. Yeah. And that's, that actually came from our first stockist being the felt like Felden Shelter. Their really? the owners, they started a store called West Supply yep, out of Waimalco. And it's basically just a beautifully curated collection of, of sort of the the best outdoor gear from, from around the world. And we were so fortunate to be yeah offered a place on shelf alongside Sick. some of those brands. And that was incredibly formative for our brand because it positioned us with an already super cool, super passionate uh, customer base that they'd built up Man. from Felden. So yeah, shout out to... Joel and Beth, thanks so much for uh, for kickstarting my brand. <laughs> That's such a like it's such a good foundation because I feel like it aligns so well with Goodlands as a brand, and it might have molded it a bit, but I feel like that's just kind of like where your passions lie a bit. It's just like the outdoorsy lifestyle for sure. How yeah. did that kind of connection come about with Felden? Look, I actually my my mate, my, I've got this I've got this this friend, and he's very like he's very cheeky, and he actually emailed them, name dropped me to try and get a discount. Right. Um, on a Felden shell, he's like, "Yeah, here's my mate Dane. He owns Goodlids. Like, kind of, we wow. were, you know, we were nobodies at the time. It was like three That's or four so months good. into into business, and he was like, you know, this is a, he's the founder of Goodlids, <laughs> and they were probably thinking, you know, what's that? What the but, fuck is Goodlids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I guess they checked it out, and I kind of came in, and we were sort of spitballing, and I introduced myself, and they were they were lovely and super receptive and they took me down and, and, and showed me the West Supply space. Dope. And it was this incredible, um, incredible space that they had, they'd done such a fantastic job with it. It had like hard, beautiful hardwood floors. They'd added like custom tiling. Um, they added like exposed wooden beams to the Me. roof and they really gave it like a, like a lovely rustic, outdoorsy west auckland kind of yeah batchy yeah. feel like it was yeah. it was yeah it was very classical spot and i was like i was super taken aback by the space i was like wow you know i, I felt so privileged to be having this sneak peek totally yeah. look at it and then they were like hey we actually think that goodlids would be a really good fit for <laughs> for um being in the store and i had no intention of of like wholesaling my hats but yeah. i was like this is a great opportunity to to get myself alongside a um, a great brand doing great things and yeah. I guess position my product alongside Harder. that and I think that was again super super formative. That's sick, bro. I actually I haven't been out to the West Supply store yet, but yeah. like it looks really cool. I really want to get like go out there because we work out west now as well. So yeah, like, true. May as well just like swing by one time. Yeah. Do you get out there quite often? Um, nah. Like sometimes I. Sometimes I just kind of go out, and I haven't been out in ages. To be honest, I probably haven't been out since like February or, or March. Um, mm. It's sort of it is off the beaten track for me. I don't, I don't, um, I don't head out that way. Yeah. Out to like Murawai or or um, Woodhill very often. Yeah. Um, but I, I will go out there if I need to catch up with with Beth and Joel. Yeah. Or, um, and I just I do like doing business in, in person and showing my face yeah, and, fair enough, and checking yeah. things out and hard up. So you guys do still stock hats there at the moment? Yeah, we yeah. do. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so when you do go off like the beaten track a bit and just like live that good lids kind of lifestyle, whereabouts are you going? Um, yeah, good question, bro. Like 
I, I, I feel like my kind of, my happy place is in between like the Coromandel, yeah. um, nice. uh, Wanaka, sort of like those Southern yeah. Lakes kind of areas. Like I really enjoy, I, I really enjoy skiing down there. And, um, I also, my partner's, um, parents live in, in the Mount and in Maramata. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, again, just like very like spiritual kind of homes for me. And I, I do feel quite relaxed and, and reset when I, when I go away to those places. Totally. Um, totally. so yeah, I'm super privileged to kind of ha- have access to, to places. I mean, yeah, it kind of, it's kind of the benefits of having, my, my both my partner and I but we both have divorced parents so it's like yeah, everybody's four. yeah we've got four different homes <laughs> yeah. throughout throughout um, <laughs> throughout New Zealand so yeah it's 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 pretty cool yeah like my old man lives down south and um Laura's Laura my partner uh you know her old man lives in Maramara and her mum lives in the mount and yeah we've got a batch in Coromandel so and it's like all yeah. Over. so yeah so we're super we're super fortunate to yeah, to, to to have access to you know have kind of call a lot of those places home. Yeah, in some way, shape, or form. So. That's real cool. When was the last time you kind of got away? So I imagine you've been like pretty busy lately with like the Porter James pop up and yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. Now I've I've spoken about this quite a bit um, lately, and uh, yeah, I haven't. I kind of I get away for like a day at a time. Maybe that I might cool. head over to like Paunui just on a weekend, just yeah. for for a night. Do you find it's enough or not really? Um, nah, it's not, it's not really, it's nice, like, yeah, it, yeah. it is nice. But Better than being in the city all Yeah, the but time. it's like, it's, yeah, you can't like, it's not like switching the phone off or Hard. anything like that, yeah. it kind of continues on. Um, but I am heading away next week for the first, for the first time since Sick. summer. That's um, good. Just heading down to, down for a bit of a ski, um, and Wanaka with, with a mate. Mean. Yeah, so that'll, that'll be nice. That's like how long for? Um, five days. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a good little break, eh? It is, yeah. And I and I will really like sort of chuck the phone Turn on, off, on yeah. do not disturb, and 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 sort of really try and disconnect Hard. from that, which will be great because yeah, it's been a it's been a hectic last little period, and yeah, bro, yeah, it'll be great to have yeah, just a little bit of a mental reset. I definitely feel like I need that at the moment. Do you feel like you're at that stage now where you can kind of like delegate? most of your work and like you just kind of switch off for a bit or is it still you're still getting there um yeah no i i definitely i kind of i i kind of can you're lucky like with with technology and i don't know you can do like scheduling of yeah social totally. media sort of stuff yeah. and we've got a few staff now like i've got um my brother clay on board and he kind of looks after a lot of operational stuff yeah. Um. In the business, um, like fulfillment. And yeah, and you have people working the store now. Like yeah, yeah, exactly. Down. Yeah, and so we're a little bit more settled on that front now. Yeah. Um. It was hard finding staff for for a little bit, and we've got for some sure. really good staff now who um yeah are, are super on onto it and and on board and it yeah. does it does make my it doesn't make it it does make it a lot easier to get ready to step back for a couple of days. Yeah. yeah. Um. Even though that kind of thought can be nerve-wracking but I, yeah. I i do yeah i'm I'm making like a super conscious effort to to yeah. like really step back and just you have to otherwise you'll burn out so you just gotta like yeah absolutely yeah and i kind of have been like i've i sort of i think i mentioned this to you like i definitely kind of burnt out yeah like um, last this week, year like yeah. last week just yeah. at the end of the whole porter james yeah collaboration like i was i was sick i was exhausted yeah um 
I was just like mentally mentally fried and I just like I just wasn't myself yeah mentally um and I was I'm lucky that I guess I was aware of that and I I kind of went to sleep on on I kind of I got up on on Saturday morning tried tried to carry on and 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 keep going and I actually yeah. it got to like 11 o'clock in the morning and I was like I'm I, I, need, I need to go home and sleep yeah. and I just slept like pretty much from 11 o'clock on Saturday to like 10 o'clock yeah. on Monday morning I just, I just, and it's like it's like when you reach that point of burnout like it's almost too late because eh? then you need to give yourself like extra rest like yeah. I feel like with burnout because I've suffered from it before um, probably not in the same way you have because I'm not dealing with like operations and logistics and m- managing people so much as you are but like just in terms of like content creation and stuff like you may be making like 20 TikToks a day yeah. sometimes and it's That's just consuming. like it's every aspect of your life and it's yeah. like by the time you reach that point where you're just exhausted and you can't like keep going it's just like it's too late and then you have yeah. to give yourself like three or four days we literally just do absolutely nothing like it's too late just to like pull back a little bit yeah you know yeah yeah look it's my it's actually my first real experience where i've kind of been super self-aware throughout like yeah, i knew so. i knew that my cup was sort of overflowing yeah or you know um yeah. and i i knew that i was um yeah on 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 my way to to burning out and i but like yeah i just i didn't have the ability to, to step back because the poor yeah. james pop-up i just needed to be on the ground yeah. sorting everything out so Hard. i just was like look i'm just gonna have to keep pushing and i just knew that i was gonna be cooked at, yeah, at, at the end of it. but yeah sometimes yeah you just kind of gotta do what you gotta do i mean yeah it was worth it though right the porter james pop-up did really well right you guys sold out of all your hats yeah yeah no it was it was it was fantastic it was it was great um the whole experience from from start to yeah finishes up today um has been a really really cool experience um I got to know Josh, the founder of Porter James Sports, and um, I've really enjoyed my relationship with him. And he's a little bit older than me, and we've definitely had different journeys to date. Yeah. Um, but I think that we've both learned a lot from the from our like kind of differences in the way that we approach different things. Totally. Um, and yeah, I think his his attention to detail is is really inspiring like inspiring yeah. to me um he's really cool customer he's very th- thought out in the way that he approaches kind of life in general yeah, yeah. um so that's the thing right like a life well designed yeah absolutely um and i'm i'm definitely like a, like way more of like a work in progress like i ride the i like ride the wave like of highs and lows right possibly um yeah it's just yeah it's just like a, a work in progress like that but but um but the, the collaboration itself was yeah it was a fantastic it was a yeah it was a fantastic collaboration it was i think it's a first one that we've done with another apparel that's cool um business so sure. it was very experimental and we sort of felt our way through the process but it was it was really re- like rewarding mm. um from like a content and and brand perspective first and foremost and then an outcome of that was that the product sold really well and we kind yeah. of didn't even think about the product we were kind of just like whatever happens happens we yeah. didn't place any expectations on it i remember you saying that to me before you even did it was like you didn't really care about sales or anything this was more just like a brand building exercise for you yeah i just wanted people to think that it was cool and yeah. and, and appreciate what we were doing and and maybe 
discuss it and also just giving people like a little physical space to come and experience like the vibes of both brands and like yeah. have a coffee have some free fruit yeah pleasures. yeah yeah that was a huge that was kind of one of my big outcomes that i wanted was for people to have a really nice in-store experience yeah. um because we opened up a store in december last year our flagship store in mount eden um and it's been fan it's been great um but goodlibs is a seasonal product and it's winter at the moment so totally. i wanted i wanted to give people a reason to come through and yeah and experience that place and i do want to create a culture of different cool things happening yeah in that store so that you know if people are walking past driving past whatever they will pull up and and or you know get into the into the rhythm of pulling up and popping the head in totally. and checking in and and yeah it being a nice space just to touch base with on a on a regular basis I, I feel like i've heard you say that so many times you just want it to be a place where people can just come chill as opposed to come shop just just come and hang out like, yeah and i feel like you've achieved that like just everything about the store is super inviting super cozy um, there's no like real bright lights or anything scaring you away. <laughs> there's no people like trying to like sell you anything. It's, yeah. just, it's just a real chill environment. So I respect that a lot. And I remember that was one of the things that stood out to me when you guys actually opened up the store. That was how you and I met was um, my girlfriend saw a TikTok that you did. Oh yeah. She sent it to me. I was like, damn, I've heard of Good Lives. That looks awesome. Let me go check it out. And I created a TikTok and you and I started chatting. And it was just like, yeah, from the very get go, you just created that like environment environment we can just come and hang out and it's awesome yeah. it's very good lids <laughs> yeah no i appreciate that yeah i'm stoked i'm stoked that that's your take on it because yeah that's sort of that was the goal yeah. um and it, uh, yeah i just i want that to be everybody's experience like i don't want people to come through and like feel like i see a lot of like, yeah. things or anything like that i just want people to come through and chill and just yeah for, for it to be a nice place yeah to go and yeah. just little things that we do to to um yeah to sort of try and add value and create that environment like at the moment we've got we're really fortunate to have a working relationship with all press mm. espresso which is which is a really big um great coffee brand in new zealand um and yeah, they they sort of just dropped in on the day that we opened up That's the uh, the Simple Pleasures collaboration. They were like, "Yo, do you guys want an espresso machine?" It sounds whoa, you know, just to I had no idea. That's yeah, sick. yeah they just they just dropped in. They were like, "You can just borrow it and make people free coffee." Damn, um, that's so, really cool. So that was fan- yeah, that was great. Um, and so we're yeah again we're really lucky to have working relationships with businesses like yeah. All Press, yeah, um, who can sort of come to the party and, and help us out and yeah. hopefully it's a it's a it's a mutual sort of sort of thing yeah yeah mutually beneficial so. well at the end of the day i feel like brands aren't really so much about clothes but more about community and i think it would be great if all stores kind of did that or is that you just try to create a place where people can come and feel like they're a part of that community and just meet like-minded people because it's so much nicer to talk to someone who has similar interests and in you you know you can come and like talk about land rovers or talk about like you know <laughs> camping and shit you know it's like it's like it's a cool place for people to meet like-minded people and i feel like all stores should just try create that vibe you know some chairs some plants some just a place to come hang out and like people would be so much more successful like in brick and mortar i reckon yeah for sure 
But you talk about Goodlers being a seasonal product, bro. And, um, like, I do see a good lid on your head that isn't <laughs> a summer uh, hat. Uh, yeah. Tell us about these beanies. Yeah, sure. Um, beanies actually have been... Um, they've been part of, like, our product sort of rotation for since pretty much inception. So our True. first our first winter was... Uh, 2000 yeah uh, 2020 yeah um and we've had we've had beanies sort of floating around but we've actually never really pumped them um because i'm personally not much of a beanie wearer yeah is that changing Um, that is changing yeah (laughs) it it is changing because i'm sort of trying to figure out what works for me yeah um and generally i I do try and create for for myself yeah because I, i feel like i represent sort of like a wider um, customer base that that is sort of in, inherently the the Goodlids customer base. Yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, we've like tinkered with a few things, changed the silhouette up. Um, it's also been like pretty cold winter. I've I've yeah, felt hard out. Um, I was out at getting coffee at Mebo State. It was like to the bone. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. It's just like it's it's, it's it feels like you're in shorts. A, I know. Man, I'm man. always I'm always in shorts. I just want that freedom. To move. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. Yeah, it's been it's been a bit colder, and yeah, it, just, it has just felt like beanie, beanie weather. Hard. Um, so yeah, it's although beanies have been sort of part of our product lineup for for a period of time, where we're quite interested in in actually promoting them a little bit more yeah, through hard. our content, through because they're a lid at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know they are secondary to to our our six panel caps. Yeah. Um, but they they're made out of hemp. Yeah, well, right? they're they're a hemp. They're a fifty five percent hemp, forty five percent cotton blend, um, and yeah, it's like a they it's a little bit of like a different feel. They kind of like sit on your head as opposed to like yeah. hugging your head hard yeah, out. because um, a hemp because it's natural fibers. We didn't really want to use any elastic or anything like that. Um, yeah, it does like give a little bit and is a little bit like floppier than like yeah. a, than like a um a normal. Um, cotton that might be blended with like a little bit of elastane or yeah hard like tight beanies just really aren't the vibe eh? you want it to be like nice and cozy yeah yeah throw it over your ears a bit or just above yeah 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 so so yeah that's 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 that but um yeah it's definitely been a work sort of a work on for us trying to build out more of a range um to support our our hats and kind of tell that hemp story through the rest of our products and um yeah so so hats are always our primary seller regardless of season um but yeah we've we've made t-shirts beanies socks bucket hats um and yeah we'll we'll continue to sort of develop that at like a small scale from kind of just from like a product experiment slash storytelling um, perspective, yeah, which is exciting. I enjoy it. It's it's fun. It's fun to sort of promote, I guess, the power of, of of hemp and, yeah. and show that it can be used in like a variety, yeah, of, that's of clothing items. Totally, like that's such a huge part of Goodlids. And like, I'm really curious, like, what was kind of the storytelling approach you wanted to do when you started Goodlids? Like, just what was the concept? What was the idea? How did it start? Um, from a storytelling perspective um i guess what it all happened super naturally and i kind of 
put the pieces of the puzzle together as I went through that concept stage. Yeah. So, you know, Goodlids really, like I had the idea of Goodlids written down in a, in a, in a notebook before <laughs> I even knew that they were going to be made of hemp. Yeah. Um, but it really, everything kind of fell into place. You can see that. You can see it when, all lines naturally. Yeah, yeah. When I landed on hemp being the fiber that we were going to work with. That's awesome. Um, because it made a lot of sense to me because I looked around at the rest of the market and there were hemp clothing businesses and there were brands out there that were, that were utilizing hemp. Yeah. But it did feel like, to me, that from a branding slash storytelling perspective, everybody you know, it, it all felt a little bit related to marijuana, mm. cannabis culture. Yeah. Um, and I felt that that was a negative thing because I have got nothing against um, yep. marijuana or cannabis culture on a personal level, but I do feel as though that it's not something that everybody aligns with. Like it's it, a it can be market, quite, yeah. um, it can be a phase for some people. Totally. And I think that the value of hemp is that it, the product itself stands the test of time so let's try and make the brand reflect that and let's take a step back from from weed and marijuana yeah, yeah. reference <laughs> to you know and through through the product you know with i don't know like screen printed hemp leaves or hashtag 420 or, or, or whatever um and let's just ignore that yeah and let's talk about hemp and just talk about it in a completely different light crazy to to weed um and when i when i kind of landed on that i got super excited and super passionate because yep. i was like look beyond whatever we're doing there is a greater purpose purpose here and we actually may have the power as a brand to sort of create that pathway wow. where hemp is kind of just like a lovely friendly fiber to a lot of people and it becomes a lot more accessible and yeah. people are super super happy to wear it and you don't have to be a stoner like you don't have to you don't have to smoke weed whatever yeah you know you can be a normal person just rocking you know and you know whatever like just a everyday regular person um you can be grandma hemp. from down the street exactly. and not be repelled because there's so much like weed branding around for it. sure for yeah. sure and that was that was kind of yeah that was the idea um behind the whole thing and then I was like wow okay this is this is huge it's a you know to me anyway it felt it felt like a really cool responsibility to to do that and and um and sort of undertake that mission and so yeah we're not the only hemp brand that kind of is like pushing for like hemp revolution or yep, whatever yep. but we you know we just aren't doing we're just we're one of the few brands that are kind of doing it in our own way which might be super similar to i don't know just like every other fashion brand but we are exclusively hemp yeah no so. that's sick it's it's cool to see how it all fell into place so naturally when you say that like mm. good for the planet good for your for your head yeah, is the yeah. slogan right yeah and that just works so well um and then you combine like just like the vibe and aesthetic of goodlers with like the key with nostalgia the fact that you guys aren't like just ripping like weed hashtag four twenty, yeah, and then yeah. you know you're you're actually creating an accessible market for this like this use of hemp and probably inspiring other brands to do it. Like you're actually making a positive change in the world with like 
creating your clothing, which is very hard for people to do. Like, there's not many clothing businesses out there that are actually doing something good for the environment. So I can see how that gave you like a lot of motivation, a lot of meaning when you're yeah. actually creating the brand. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's, that's sick. Do you want to like run us through that like first two weeks, two months, two years, whatever, when when you actually started Goodlids? Like, what was the process of that? Who'd you call? How'd you find everything? Like, what was? It? Did you have experience? Yeah. Okay. I'll start. I'll I'll go. The, I'll tell the long the long version of it. <laughs> um, I so I was I was twenty three. I guess when the process to me sort of starting Goodlids kind of began. Um, and I was just going through like a lot of change in my life. Like I was sort of, I guess it was like a, it was a little bit of like kind of my first sort of like spiritual kind of journey where um, I I had a few like health issues, sort of um, nothing nothing major, like clinically pretty insignificant. But up until that point of time, I was like fundamentally like in perfect health. Yeah. Um. So to have that, I guess, challenge was quite transformative. For me as a person um, and it made me think about actually what do I want to do mm. in, in my life and I was just like well, you know when I'm young well, while I'm young I kind of wanted to undertake something kind of a, a project or a mission or, or whatever um, and so I my process for trying to figure out what I was going to do was to try and absorb as much like information as I could so I've you know, I'd, I'd never really been big. I was, I was decent at school, mm-hmm. um, but I'd never really been big on like learning or, or anything like that. Um, I'd never listened to like a podcast or right. like read a book, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like, a, saying, like a yeah. self-help book or anything yeah. like that. But I did throw myself into that world yep. for probably 12 months. Yep. And I benefited a lot from that. And I, I guess I, I did a lot of, um, you know, I learned a little bit about being mindful and I tried, you know, I experimented with processes and, you know, routines and and stuff like that Mm -hmm. on a personal level and just started to like try and understand myself a little bit more. Anyway, over that, over that sort of 12 month period, I kind of, I just learned a bunch of, a bunch of stuff and kind of gave myself some tools and skills to feel as though that I was like well equipped enough to, to actually try and do something, and yep. so from there, I kind of sat down and was like, right, well now that I've decided that I'm ready to start something or do something for for myself, what does that look like? And I wanted to start at a really really simple level, with something that I understood. Um, and for me, it was just like wearing hats. Like it just, I don't know, I don't know why. I think, I think I, I was wearing a hat one day and somebody was, somebody just said, said, it was like my mate's old man was just like, oh, you've always got the, you always wear the coolest hats. Like I'd love to just like come and check out your, your hat collection sort of thing. <laughs> and for some reason that kind of stuck with me wow. and there was something in that and I was just like, oh, maybe I should try and start like a little, little hat brand. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I guess over the next sort of 12 months, that I started that process of, of you know, conceptualizing Goodlids and then um, researching materials and I I always knew that I wanted it to be considered and to have like a purpose beyond just 
making hats. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I, you know, sat down and I don't know, journaled and, you know, wrote down ideas and, and yeah, landed on hemp and then that could sort of evolved from there. And then, um, yeah, sourced, sourced fabric, um, built a silhouette with like trial and error and wow. I, I don't have any fashion or like <laughs> any hard skills in yeah. that. So this was all completely new to you? Yeah, everything. Everything wow. was, was, you know, and, and, and it's not that sound, I, I might, I hope I'm not making it sound harder than what it is. It's not hard. It's just like a process that, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. it's not, you know, I didn't really exert myself massively in that period of time. It was just, it just took longer for me to nail it because I didn't know what I was doing. Um, so yeah, somebody else that knew what they were doing would have just, I don't know. Yeah, like it. flowing through it, but yeah. also like, um, you stepped out of your comfort zone to like and be willing to try something that you haven't done before with your own cash, your own time. You know, yeah. you're not getting paid to do this stuff. So like, credit to you for actually going out there and just like being willing to try and even like potentially fail at something that you'd never done before. Yeah, yeah, and I guess like my mindset came from a lot of that self help stuff. It was all about like you're better off just to fail trying to do mm. something. And so my mindset, uh, I, I was so, I was almost like de-risked myself mentally because yeah. I was like, look, at the end of the day, I'm better off for having had this experience. Totally. And I didn't put pressure on myself to sell things. I didn't put pressure on, you know, I was, I was super fortunate that I was, you know, I was working full-time at the time and, mm-hmm. and it was like a little... Um, and I got super lucky in so many different things, but 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 luck is literally just like have you heard that saying? It's like when preparation meets opportunity. It's like yeah. you're putting in the work, and then an opportunity pops up. It's like that luck probably wouldn't have been there if you weren't trying to do something, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I, yeah. I just, it's just the, it's yeah. I guess it's the difference between, um, I try and figure out what, um, what made Goodlands succeed compared to maybe other other similar brands that launched at the same time as us locally and it was all um not all of it but a lot of it was luck like i accidentally did i accidentally priced them at you know 55 (laughs) new zealand dollars which turned out to be a super good decision yeah um i i is that an accident though or is that like just like you know, well, I don't know. Good judgment, you know. Yeah, like, like possibly, but I didn't know anything about margins or anything like that. Totally, I was just yeah. like, oh, what is? I don't know. Like, here's a hat that's <laughs> like, here's a hat that's like, um, forty bucks. Here's a hat that's like, eighty bucks. I was like, oh, where does ours sit? And, yeah. and that, and I was like, oh, let's just go fifty five. And I don't know. It's 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 turned out to be a decent, um, price point. It's I don't know, given us a bit of like wiggle room with like margins nice. and everything like that. So, um. Yeah, I don't know, but I just, I just, yeah, I was, I was super blessed by like my naivety. Like, I don't know if I could do it again. Yeah. As well as I did at the start, because I was just quite like wide eyed and bushy tailed, and was just like, yeah, I can do it. That's you so, know. Now, yeah. I've, yeah, I don't know. Now you're like I'm a bit more like grizzly and old, like a little bit older, <laughs> and you know, I might be, I might take a different approach to it now. But yeah, back in back in those days, I was kind of just like, yeah, I was like I say, I was sort of super de-risk because of my mindset at the yeah. time which was like just take it like take it head on what's the worst that could happen like you lose x 
amount of dollars and you know you lose 12 months of your time but do you actually because i i gained so much just from having had those experiences at the time so um yeah it was i was but yeah again i was i was lucky with the way that it panned out to yeah. to make that step from launching to selling really really well so yes yeah, yes yeah, been yes yeah, it's interesting to reflect on for sure. Super interesting. Um, what was your career at the time, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, I was working as a, like a marketing um, like assistant at a beverage company called yep. Vista Drinks, and that was super. That was super formative as well because um, that was a startup. Yep. And it was young dudes that were um, that were behind that, and they were running that business, and they were really really good. Um, at what they did and they've ended up being really successful uh, not through that brand but they actually um, they started up a manufacturing oh uh, like a like a beverage manufacturing True. facility yeah and which would be of, massive right now if all well, the new like that's right stuff and so and so yeah they they sort of pumped because you know uh, part-time rangers launched and all these canned rtds and yeah, so yeah they everywhere. kind of they were kind of selling shovels during the during the RTD gold rush, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, super smart, super smart guys, really, really hard workers, and they, and they um, were a source of inspiration to me throughout that because I could look at what these guys were doing, and they were only three or four years older than me at the yeah. time, yeah, um, and yeah, it kind of gave me a bit of belief that okay, well, yeah, young people can yeah. be successful in, in business and I'm witnessing these guys and their processes, their routines, their decision-making and all that sort of stuff um, firsthand. And yeah, I was really lucky to be involved in that. Really, like, I was employee number two, maybe, yeah. in, that, in that business. So um, um, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was, that was hugely formative. Do you yeah. feel like, like your marketing experience there helped you when you started Goodlids? Um Yeah, probably probably not hugely because yeah. it's different like um fmcg marketing is so different to like e-com can you explain that to me FMCG? yeah oh sorry fmcg is like fast moving consumer goods so like supermarket groceries right. stuff right. like that oh, and yeah, so the distribution channel is like you're selling um you know you sell to supermarkets and so your customer therefore is like so is, is such a you got such a big customer base yeah and i found it really hard to um, you know it's so hard because you can't you don't get great feedback from in terms of measurement right. of how well your marketing campaign has, has gone as opposed to like e-com where you can measure yeah. literally everything every step of every touch point hard throughout hard. like the marketing funnel and throughout the customer journey yeah um, whereas you know we'd run I don't know like awareness campaigns and I don't know. It was more like promotional and stuff like that. It was it was different to right. to to Goodlands. and 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 I don't think I was actually very good at that. that. <laughs> um, so, but it, yeah, again, like it, it was just it was. I learned so much. I think just from being in a business environment. Yeah, totally. a startup business environment, and just just not being like pigeonholed yep. into like a role. And I was kind of across a few different things like sales and. Um, I don't know, like packing orders. Yeah, and, the nature of a startup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that was that was actually probably where I learned the most is I so, kind of just, I kind of just did whatever needed to be done. Yeah. And I naturally have a decent marketing brain. I yep. feel, but 
it probably wasn't best suited to to that product or that business. Yeah, but you feel like it's carried over well to Goodlids. Yeah, yeah, I think it was just like, it was a natural evolution and it just made more sense for me and I kind of just resonated with yep. the Goodlids process a lot more than I did um, at, uh, at Vista. So did you guys actually open pre-COVID, during COVID, post-COVID? Uh, so pre, so we, so Goodlids launched in November 2019. Okay. So yeah, four or five months before Wow. Yeah. What was that like, just four months in, going into like full lockdown in New Zealand? Um, with the scale that Goodlids was at at the time, it wasn't like a huge deal right like and i guess you guys I, were like too small or, or like big yeah, enough that it didn't matter no we were like so small right, right it just right. didn't matter and i was still working full-time anyway so yeah. i was like oh yeah whatever like true i don't know shut the you know sh- the online store like still went but yeah. we just couldn't fulfill orders yeah but people yeah. still like ordered a little bit but it was it was fine for me because you were still getting paid yeah yeah, yeah so it did, so it wasn't it wasn't a huge issue when did um when did like the actual scale start happening for Goodlids to the point where you were like, oh shit, this is happening. Like I can probably make a living and a career out of this. Uh, well, at that that scale we probably only reached last summer. Yeah, but, but I quit my job twelve months before. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so that was just again like naivety and yeah. just like being super excited and like just jumping into something before I was ready. And what I, I was quite lucky because I, I jumped into it and so I, sorry, I, I left Vista in October, 2020. Yeah. And, um, we just fl- like, we went into summer in New Zealand and did really, really well. Yeah. Um, you know, compared to previous periods. Yeah. Um, and I was like, great, this is best decision ever. Rah, rah, rah. I'm, I'm doing really, really well. Yeah. And I kind of hung in there until, and, and, and uh, yeah, it was like, it was, I was, it was just like tight and, you know, I just had to be a bit more frugal financially yeah. through to July. Like I wasn't yeah. like living easy or whatever, but it was, it was fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Through to July, 2021. And then, sales kind of picked up a little bit um slowly yeah and yeah by like december we were like a full-fledged like actual like business that's so cool yeah that is so cool yeah i love how you kind of just like left your job before even that had happened just like was that just trust in yourself trust in the business oh no i just it was complete naivety like 100 percent. and it was also because my workload was so great that i actually i was I, i was like working while I was at like my other job, like during the day, and it was just like it was, it just wasn't a good. It didn't sit right with yeah. me. Like I wasn't doing the right thing by my employer at the time, right. and, and I, you know, I I kind of just needed to actually like take make the leap. Be like, you know? I'm doing if, my own yeah, thing for yeah. sure. Instead of just, be, you know, it was kind of like I'm just gonna throw myself into this. And yeah. If I with extra hours and with the extra workload. Yeah that I can spend on the business, I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it work. Yeah. Um, and again, like that was just because I'd never, I didn't know, I didn't know what, like where I had to be to actually make things work. I just, I just kind of just jumped because I was like, oh yeah, whatever. I'll just, yeah. I'll just give it a cracker. Um, yeah, I'm kind of lucky that I have that sort of naivety and like um, bullishness. Yeah. Maybe. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> um, but now yeah. that you're a bit more grizzly, you probably wouldn't do it. <laughs> 
if you were yeah, I, I would probably just be a little bit more like circum, like circumspect. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I might reflect on myself now in twelve months' time, and be like, oh, what an idiot for doing this. But I think I've I've had a, a like twenty twenty two where I've just learned a lot of a lot of like a lot of lessons basically yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, through through yeah just through failure and and I don't know just. Yeah, it's a different. It's a it's an interesting. It's definitely like a super interesting time, um, for for business at the moment. Yeah, like we got so many people like leaving to go over. Oh, it's Oz and to yeah, yeah Australia yeah. and the UK and I don't know things are, things are getting more expensive. It's just yeah, and I'm just learning things. Like I'm just, I think. Yeah, just need to get on top of, the numbers side of things yeah, a little yeah, bit more, yeah. and I think that I, was, really caught up in all the fun parts of the business but I've kind of thrown myself 2022 into into actually getting on top of systems yeah. and operations and yeah. now I've got staff and that's a learning process for me because that's being a being a manager of people is something that doesn't come super naturally to me yeah like yeah. I'm, I, I work better kind of by myself like by myself and yeah. so I'm learning how to work with other people and how to get the best out of other people and yeah yeah just my my viewpoint is that yeah it's i don't know it's just hard and it is hard yeah i've got to yeah i've got to i've got to figure it out and yeah be like a responsible like good boss yeah like um there was that quote from v from one of the i love ugly podcasts that i always used to like resonate with back in the day and he was just like it's easy to be small and boutique yeah yeah, yeah. it's hard to like be big pretty much and like if you want to get big it's like you have to like crunch down on the numbers. You have to like build those like leadership skills and like learn to like communicate and like lead people and manage people. Yeah. It's like, bro, that is like, that is some of the boring stuff. Like you don't want to be doing that. Yeah, like yeah. running your own clothing brand, but it's cool that you can recognize that that's what you need, what you need to do now. Yeah. To be honest, I'll be completely honest with you. Like I, I've, I really threw myself into that podcast yeah. over the last eight to 12 weeks. Yeah. Um, I met V in um, in May and got heaps out of like a five minute conversation with him. Super wise. Yeah, just just incredible, incredible dude. And um, yeah, what what he's done, you know, in, in in our industry is is really really remarkable. And and I agree, bro. I when he said that, you know, I actually I, I resonated so much with with that quote that how easy it is to be a small cool boutique yeah. brand but as you get bigger like more people are going to hate on you more yeah. people are going to move away because you got more people wearing your products and yeah. it's like how i can't even fathom navigating that yeah um and so that's an incredible incredible thing that that he's done with i love ugly and the journey that he's been on with that business and um yeah, it, it it's um, it's just an incredible like beast to kind of to kind of watch uh, as a you know through now through the lens of a of a of a business owner. So yeah, um, yeah no, he's yeah he's fantastic, and anybody I guess that's listening to this podcast that if you haven't checked out the I Love Ugly uh, audio show, is that what it's yeah, called? Yeah, 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 I Love Ugly audio show. It's um, it's a it's a really really really. Um, eye-opening listen yeah hard out 
Um, I see you've got minted on you right now. I, I feel like I've always seen you wearing that. Yeah. Like, we've got a few really cool brands that we've talked about already in this podcast. Like, I'd like to just touch a bit like from you. Um, what do you think makes a good brand? You know, you're in the thick of it. You're running a successful brand, one that like heaps of people love, including myself. Like, what what are some of the elements you think makes a great brand? Yeah. Um. I guess just understanding who your customer is and being super authentic to that to that customer yep. and it might change over a period of time um, but just listening keeping your ear close to the ground having an understanding of of what your customer wants and and being light on your feet as a business to like kind of move with the times yeah I guess and super easy for me to say as a business owner that's been in business for not even three years <laughs> uh, because but know. a lot has changed in those three years yeah 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 for sure like in New Zealand yeah 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 um, yeah um, yeah I think I think I think it's just being super authentic building good products yeah totally. being considerate with all those decisions and just not taking shortcuts right like i think once you get to a stage where you're an operational business and um i don't know i think it's it's probably pretty easy to get to the stage that goodlands is at now like any you know any business that has validation can be cool for a period of time but i think the i think the hard thing is is to have that extended success so i can't really speak to that but i can look around I can kind of look around and, and see what people have have sort of, you know, sorry, what businesses have done that have made them resonate to a customer base for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. And it seems like it is that staying true to that mission, being super authentic. You know, like I Love Ugly as an example is, you know, their mission is to like aspire to inspire yeah, so your expectations pretty much. Yeah, yeah, and so you can see that and that comes through and you're like all their touch points and it's like super aspirational but like accessible um, yeah. at the same time. Um, a business that I look up to and I'm not actually a customer of theirs but I really, really, I really, really look up to them as a business is Maggie Marilyn. Um, oh, yeah. In, yeah. In, in New Zealand. Um, oh. They're just super powerful and, and, and the messages that they deliver and they they really walk the walk um through their sustainability initiatives like they're reporting on that their tracking of their of their sustainability goals um i think through their aesthetic yeah um bro women's wear brands are just on another level there like women's wear like you you me like the handbags yeah yeah i don't know how you say it far out yeah so polished so clean i feel like women's brands are just on that like next level and it's like us like menswear brands or like unicity brands always chasing that yeah yeah for sure yeah absolutely i think it's yeah it's it's definitely good to have a look at what what those what a lot of those guys do um yeah i i i'm really fortunate I, i i have met a few of the staff at maggie and i and i um yeah i just i just relish every conversation with i have because those you know there are a lot of women yeah. And that business and they're incredibly passionate, incredibly motivated and yeah. hungry to to make real change and, and it's it is really, really inspiring for me to see 
to have those conversations, not even with the owners, but actually the staff, with staff yeah, who are so, who are so empowered. And yeah, that's that's a business that I look up to, and I go, wow. Like I imagine, like I'd love, I just love to be at that level. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's a it's a, it's a journey. It's a it's a process, and that and they've had a, a different sort of formative journey to 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 Goodlids. Um, but yeah, that again, that's that's a business that I look up to, and and a lot of women that I speak with as well, they just love, 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 love Maggie. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's yeah, that's, I don't know, that's a great example, and I always go back to the drawing board and I think about brands like Patagonia. Yeah. And Maggie Marilyn. Yeah. And what are they doing? And yeah. and just keeping an eye on, on those guys who give me a lot of inspiration as a as a small business owner in, in yeah. that space 100 percent. yeah sustainability is just a huge part of goodlids right yeah absolutely and it's a journey and and i think that um we aren't like i, I tell people we're not a sustainable business yet but we want to yeah you know we want to get to the stage where you're we're trying can, yeah, yeah absolutely it's it's a it's a process and you know by all accounts, I think that we are better than, you know, ninety five percent of, of, of other businesses, yeah. yeah, out there. But um, there's still so much work to be done, um, and it's all really achievable. Um, it's just it costs money to be sustainable, um, yep. and yeah, we just got to keep chipping away at it. And as time moves forward, the standards are can consistently lifted by other businesses around us so yep. which is which i think is fantastic because it's, yeah. it's always you're always trying to attain a, a higher level of of consideration and sustainability in in the space and um yeah i think i think yeah it's it's great it's great to have to be chasing those goals as well and yeah. and, and to be able to move you know forward in that space totally so like when you think about your consumer base are they quite educated on the environment like who is the good lids customer for sure yeah look i think our biggest our biggest customer is uh 18 to 24 year old um you know at university just left university yeah, yeah. probably probably you know we live in new zealand we're we're ultimately a, a pretty pretty well educated society yeah um and yeah, I think I think that is sort of our our customer base. Somebody who at least thinks twice about yeah. things that they things that they do and and understands like the impact and uh, and that sort of stuff. So that I would say our customer is just a little bit more sort of considerate than than maybe the average yeah the I average agree. person. And that's what I I'd like for our customer yeah. to me to no, be as awesome. well. So I think we could do a better better job of 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 educating in our space I think um, yeah like it's it's just hard um, totally. because of because of hemp um, throughout our, our main uh, communication channels are social media yeah um, and so I think the best storytelling platform at the moment is TikTok yeah I agree but we can't say the word hemp on TikTok without getting banned really yeah what yeah, yeah. so nuts. I've like emailed I've, I've seen a, a number of emails because um, I don't think it's fair, um, but it is a challenge in the space that 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 in the hemp space that everybody's kind of got to face is that all, fundamentally we are 
um, associated with with marijuana and, mm. and, and that wider cannabis culture and um yeah as soon as as soon as you chuck a hemp leaf on on a on a video on on tiktok it gets pretty much Shit. taken down straight away um we can't promote we can't advertise on tiktok because if you click through to our landing page it says the word hemp on it wow um so yeah so we've got to think we've got to be a bit more agile i guess than the next brand who's using yeah. like recycled um polyester um, as a sustainable or considered material because of our negative association with drugs and paraphernalia. Man, that is a spanner in the works. Yeah, yeah, and it's been a challenge that we've navigated and Facebook is a lot easier to to deal with but again, you don't get the same reach and engagement and virality that you do. uh, Your CPMs are pretty pretty high. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I mean, Reels is, Reels is 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 a cool... Instagram Reels is a cool new function. I think you get a better engagement through through that format than you do just with your static yeah. um, 4x5 Instagram posts. Yeah, um, so, yeah, I guess that's kind of like the next best thing that we can do. Yeah, hard. Um, yeah I see a few story posts popping up on ads sometimes, and they always look really cool. So yeah. I'd say just keep at it with the Facebook and Instagram advertising. It yeah, looks no. good at least. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I probably should pick your brain about it sometime. <laughs> yeah, I've done, I'm sort of self-taught. I'm pretty sure you... Did you say that you were self-taught with all Facebook stuff? I was. I, I worked... Um, I used to own my own clothing brand as well. Yeah. And I, I did a bit yeah. of Facebook advertising and whatnot, but not more than like $100, $200. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I kind of just leveraged that when I interviewed at Isle of Ugly for a Facebook advertising yeah, position. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, Will, my hiring manager at the time, just knew off the bat that I was just talking out of my ass. And he was like, all right, I know, I know, <laughs> I think I understand how much you know. And he's just basically like, I know that you know nothing, but it's all good. You have a good attitude, like yeah. I can teach you. Yeah. And then, yeah, Will just like trained me from the ground up. And now I feel very confident in Facebook advertising and whatnot. Yeah, cool. Um, seeing as it was like, I love uglies, like bread and butter. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you ever wanted to chat Facebook ads, we could do that. <laughs> no, I appreciate that, bro. Yeah, I'd definitely pick your brain sometime, eh? Yeah. yeah. No, it's awesome. If you could give um one piece of advice to younger Dane, wide-eyed, bushy-tailed, before he started Goodlids, what would it be? Oh, yeah, piece of advice to me. Sorry to put you on the spot. No, no, that's that's all right. Um, uh, I don't know. Like, I honestly, like, if I did it all over I'd probably just do it this, the same way um, I've, I could I could definitely probably just like just be a little bit more like considerate with like decision making like I kind of I kind of just like jumped into things I was just like yeah I'll just I'll just dive in and yeah. uh, it'll work out or it won't and I'll cross that next bridge when I get to it and I'm like oh you know that was cool and that did work and I you know because I got lucky that's why that, that's why that worked is that more often than not I was you know I, I I dove into the deep end you know as opposed to whatever and so um I got super super lucky um and I guess yeah just being a bit more thorough would yeah. be would be the advice to thorough, thorough in what sense if you don't mind me asking oh just through like decision making yeah. as opposed to just like yoloing right like, like maybe sleep on it for a day before exactly yeah 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 but again because like I, i'll go back to the fact that i sort of ride the highs and the lows like if i had success which i did have um i was kind of just like man i know yeah. i know what's up yeah um and so i would kind of ride that wave and yeah. and and make a decision 
sort of off the bat of that. And if I wasn't, you know, if I, or, you know, if I was feeling like low or like not that confident, I might make a decision based on that. Yeah. So, um, I've, I think I heard somebody speak about, V actually speaks about that. He speaks about making decisions or he, um, through that transitional period of, of I Love Ugly, like he made sure that he would go for a run and like do things that were like yeah. quite mindful. And then he would throw himself into, into making decisions and all that sort of stuff. So he wasn't making decisions if he was in like a super high or super low yeah. space. So yeah. yeah, again, like that's, but that comes with learning. And Experience, comes, I think it yeah. just sort of comes with, with, um, making those decisions and I don't know even as even as somebody who is starting out I probably just wouldn't listen to that advice anymore. yeah and that's the thing you can hear that thing you can hear that as many times as you want but until you've actually been through it and seen the outcome versus yeah. like emotional decision making versus like logical decision making and you see the difference between those outcomes through yourself yeah like it's only after you experience that that you'll actually listen to that person right? yeah, yeah, yeah 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 that's right yeah so no still a good piece of advice though yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, mean, I, I might have a better answer for that question in a few years' time. <laughs> that's, that's the answer I've got for now. Easy, easy. So what, what's the goal with your disco now? Is it at the mechanic or...? Um, yeah, it, it, it will be. It kind of it just got sort of started up and running oh, yeah. again just because it was just like a low-voltage battery. So I don't know if it's a problem with like the alternator or True. if it's the battery. Or I don't know. So we'll is, that, is that the rest of your day then? Nah, 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 I'm not going to let that bowl me down, that's, that's a, that's a weekday, that's like a product, product no, nice. I'm, I'm lucky that my, that, um, my mechanic is, is just around the corner from, from the office, so dope, I'll dope. probably just drop it in on Monday, see what he reckons, and, um, and then, yeah, Maybe. cross that bridge when we get to it. What's on the agenda for the Sunday? Um, mate, I've got a really blank slate, I kind of want to, I, I kind of want to, um, catch up on a little bit of, like, creative creative work it's a bit gloomy here yeah, in Auckland today so it's not much going on in terms of yeah. outdoor activities I don't think I think the forecast is for a bit of rain this afternoon so nice. um yeah I might I might yeah throw myself into a little bit of um yeah creative stuff we're just we're making a, a few a few more products for for summer at the moment so um I'll get into that um I'm watching Succession, Succession. at the moment uh, which is a show it's HBO show but it's on Neon in, oh, yep. in New Zealand um, and I'm loving it um, <laughs> so I'm a, I'm a big binge uh, <laughs> nice. watcher yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't sort of regulate my uh, my nice. consumption of, of, of TV and lots of stuff if I'm going to watch something <laughs> I just watch it consecutively so um, nice. so yeah I've I've sort of been watching that over the last week or so and I'm about to finish it up to the point that it's at, at the moment so third season um I'm loving Let's it. go. Let's yeah. go, a bit of succession. Yeah, what about you, bro? Ah, uh, shit, it's my mate's birthday. Gonna go pop around his um, grocery night. Fucking hate grocery night, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolute death of me. Yeah. Um, yeah, edit the podcast. Pretty sure. Oh, nice. Yeah. When do you reckon this will drop? Probably today. Probably today. Oh, yeah, if, cool. if, if not today, then it'll be next Sunday, but see how we go. Yeah, cool, man. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Easy. Well, thanks so much for coming on, bro. It's been an absolute pleasure. I appreciate um, you having You're me. a great first guest to have. Um, you were also like the first people who ever gave me something for free when oh. I was like doing TikTok stuff. So it's, no, I appreciate it's called that. two first. So um, yeah, thanks for coming on, bro. Nah, thanks so much. Great chat. Me. Yeah, cheers, man. Thanks for listening to the Behind the Brand podcast. I'll see you on the next episode.